press it again. Oh, <laughs> Should we get him back here? All right, everybody, welcome to a very, and I often say it's a special episode, but this is truly. I, I don't think we've ever really meant it before until this week. This is the first time I'm going to be authentic during yeah. this podcast. Most of the time I'm faking with you. Yes, we're leveling with you. This is a very, very, very special episode. We are making ourselves vulnerable and exposed. <laughs> Literally to the elements. For, yes, for you. Yeah, well, yeah, let's not talk about just how exposed let's not talk about that except we're going to momentarily this is right black and blue a humane review i am the titular blue and this is the eponymous black yes and we are recording this as we speak live from south shore beach in wisconsin mm. it is nippy it is a little bit chilly but we're out on the beach and we are wearing mankinis mm-hmm um, we are laid back in lounge chairs with a fairly elaborate podcast recording system hooked up all around us in the sand. Right. Picnic box full of Mary Higgins Clark mysteries. Yep. That we are ravenously nibbling our way through. And yum, 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 yum. We like to read them to each other out loud on the beach. Yes. And then we, the other person kind of takes a snooze and then sure. we rotate. Uh, but this, of course, we're here to record our spring break episode, to have a larger discussion about uh, spring break, why it's great, um, and because we had the contest, of course, and we had people trying to let us know where we should go on spring break. Mm -hmm. And eventually the winner was South Shore Beach in Wisconsin, which is, I know, it's a, it's a no-brainer. Sure. Where it's you a cliche. Go? Yeah, it's kind of cliche. Where are you going to go spring break? There's this, and, you know, not a lot of other beaches that people go to. Panamanian Beach yeah. in South yeah. Carolina or something? Yeah, so those were the I top two choices. Yeah. Uh, you Black didn't even know we were coming here. I, I blindfolded him uh, in the middle of the night, hit him over the head multiple times with a wiffle ball bat, shoved him in a white van, um, didn't let him know, who used a voice modulator so he didn't know who was doing it. Uh, and then, surprise, we're at South Shore Beach in Wisconsin. It was hilarious. I mean, normally after that happens, I just wake up somewhere near Nappy's Lounge in yeah. Johnson City. Yeah, yeah, historically. So to wake up in this wonderland. Yeah. Uh, that was uh, that was probably the nicest gift you could ever give me. I, I think it was really thoughtful of me, and just like when you opened your eyes and looked around at the beauty and majesty. Mm -hmm of God's creation, otherwise known as South Shore Beach in Wisconsin, you just, the look on your face was yeah. priceless. Yeah, and I didn't even feel, you know, my, you know, all, all my bruised ribs and, you know, I just, for, I just forgot about that for a while. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you are quite bruised up, but that's part of the experience. Yeah. That's part of spring break. So our first lesson for all of you is, in preparing for spring break, A, uh, violently, yeah. um, you know, take your friends and shove them into your van. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but I know one of the questions that we have elicited is about good pranks. Yeah. And I think that's a winner. Yeah, one good prank, and you know, we're a couple of pranksters. Yeah. One really good prank is stealing in the middle of the night your friend 
bruising them quite badly to the brink of concussed mm-hmm. status. Um, and then just take them to some place and be yeah. like, surprise, bro, we're here. Yep. Yep. Uh, and knowing, knowing, uh, I've never seen that. I've never black. seen that end badly in my own experience. It always ends with joy and merriment, Memories. and lukewarm temperatures, mankinis, sure. Sure. and uh, yeah, it's a little bit frosty. But yeah. you know, that just it gets me more energetic. Gets I me more think it, it got up in the upper forties earlier yeah. this afternoon. I think today we're going to peak at fifty-one, which to yeah. me is like a great beach temperature. You know, what's, yeah, what are you going to complain about? Yeah. So you know, to make this decision based on the contest, I thought I would read some of the travel <laughs> reviews of oh, okay. uh, South Shore Beach because you know we didn't we didn't know and obviously I didn't consult you per kidnapping I would so say not on my own I had to kind of do some research like is this really worthy of winning the contest it seems so cliched but I want to make sure it's not you know yeah. a tourist trap or whatever I wanted to know what it was about and so I, Sally D writes the water has a funny smell and a metallic taste there were rotting animals of unknown origin strewn about the beach one star and when I saw that review, I said, which star are we talking about? Like, is this Paul Reiser level uh-huh. star? Is this... Like, this what? The sun? Yeah, are we talking about one star, like, the big mega star that lords over us all? It gives us life? Yeah. Is that the star we're talking about? So I was a little confused yeah. about the one star, but I thought a few negative things, but offset I mean, to give us Yeah, to give a star. I mean, you know, it's any kind huge, of star it's a huge. is a huge compliment. Yeah, stars are not small things. Warren G. writes, I was staying in the nearby La Quinta Inn, and I happened to look out the window and saw there was a beach. I preferred it to the La Quinta Inn because it had a smaller percentage of cigarette butts. Please do not read this as an endorsement of the beach. One star. So, again, one star. I don't know. Are they both seeing the same star? Yeah. Is it the same celebrity that's in both places? The, is it a different star? Because it, it's starting to feel a little bit like a mini Hollywood. I think it's like saying this is like a celestial place. Yes. This yep. is a heavenly realm. Yes. Um, and, um, you know, I, 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 I don't think you can call it an endorsement because that is way too weak of a word Yeah. for what this guy is really trying to say. That, I mean, that's the thing. He kind of undercuts that with this really, please do not read this as an endorsement. It is so much more than yeah. that. Finally, Chester V. writes, a friendly man offered... Ch- to wait. <laughs> Chester V. <laughs> Chester V. We know Chester V. Oh. from way back. Chester okay. V. engages with us on social media in a pseudo-hostile fashion. Um, but Chester V. has become one of our good buds. Oh, yeah. I call him one of our bros. Yeah. Um, so he's, Chester, a, he's a baby bro. Chester V. Imagine my surprise. Chester V.? Chester V endorses this? I didn't even, honestly, I didn't even know, even know he could read or write. So that's really great. <laughs> yeah, who knows? I mean, with Chester, you never know. So here, here he tells a little bit of a story. He kind of strings together sure. some, some stories. A friendly man offered to bury me in the sand and take a picture for my Instagram. Only after I was in a state of sand-induced paralysis did I realize that it was a vagrant who got his jollies tormenting tourists. I spent the entire evening buried in sand watching mobsters toss suspicious sacks into the surf. Still, I pitied the folks in that La Quinta Inn over there. One star. <laughs> so, classic Chester V. Chester V just spinning a yarn. Getting into shenanigans. It sounds like fun. It You're sounds playing like... around with, with vagrants and, you know, like suspicious sacks. What could go wrong? Yeah, I, uh, 
Wow. I mean, I, so you just happened to find this place that is so, you know, widely lauded on the Internet. Well, I mean, this was the contest winner, and, and so I went to look at this and I said, Oh, I see. Oh, it's confirmed. Oh, like, yeah. That's our yeah, destination yeah. for sure. Right. With these kinds of glowing endorsements. Yeah. So that's how what brought us here to South Shore Beach. Yeah. And I think we've, we've chosen wisely. I think you can, you can look around us and say, Look, there's some Arby's wrappers. Right. Look, there's that La Quinta Inn the guy mentioned. You want you want to go somewhere like plastic and fake, where everything is very sterile, and yeah. everything is catering toward you. I mean, um, I think you guys know this by now, but this we are all about authenticity. Yes. Now, not usually, but in this yeah. episode, yes. In this episode, yeah. You, right. Yeah. Um, again, this is the episode where we really confide in you, and show you our true selves. Yes. And what we love is authenticity. We don't want the, the package deal. Uh, we don't want the, the sort of Disney-fied Disney has not a lot of hypodermic needles. Nope. I've noticed. Nope. And if that, like, what are we, some kind of, you know, elitist Yeah, they're pretty kind of, yeah, kind of snooty. Kind of snooty. get in touch with the real yep. people, the real yep. world. And so that's why we're here at South Shore Beach in Wisconsin. Um, I wanted to start today, as we always do, with The Muse Speaks. Mm. <laughs> today we have uh, a poem that I found online by a certain William Shakespeare, who I know I've heard that, the name okay, before. Okay, what's the, what's the real name? I, I wanted to say William, I want to say like, Maybe it's playing on Billy Corrigan. I feel like we mentioned Shakespeare right. when we talked about Billy Corrigan, an actual poet. So is this like a joke? Is this, this like might, a weird owl of you think Billy this Corrigan? Might arc, or, could be a Corrigan? Yeah, maybe it's a Corrigan and it's his pen name. Is that what we were talking about? Yeah. I Let's mean, just no, go with that. I know That's I've our working theory. Our working theory is this it's is the Billy, pen Corrigan, name for Billy Corrigan. A man too humble. To publish this kind of poetry under his own That's name. right. Then this is Sonet 98. Mm. From you have I been absent in the spring, when proud pied April, uh, dressed in all his trim, hath put a spirit of youth in everything. That heavy Saturn laughed and leaped with him. Yet nor the lays of birds, nor the sweet smell of different flowers in odor and in hue, could make me any summer's story tell, or from their proud lap pluck them where they grew. Nor did I wonder at the lilies white, nor praise the deep vermilion in the rose. They were but sweet, but figures of delight drawn after you, you pattern of all those. Yet seemed it winter still, and you away, as with your shadow, I with these did play. Hmm. I zoned out about halfway through, but before that, I, I just don't, I don't like the word odor. I don't really think the word odor has a it's place. It's offensive to people who have odors. And poetry, yes. Uh, I once knew a guy named Larry Odor. Mm. You don't want, I mean, why bring the whole odor family yeah. into this? But I don't like that word. So that's it's just offensive. One, you find it to be One offensive. criticism I would have. Um, also, I, I think of pie as something you eat year-round. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that pie it's is something like, oh, we got to wait until yeah. April yeah. to have yeah. our pies. Um, so I, that, that just doesn't resonate with me. Yeah, I mean, I, I really picked this one because at first I thought it's a poem about missing your bud. 
yeah. missing your bro. Yeah, that's like, my favorite genre. It made me feel like, what if I went to South Shore Beach in Wisconsin and my bro was not here with me? And it was just me here in the vagrant. No, he didn't bring any of his pies. Um, you don't, you know, you don't get to, to, to experience his odor. Yeah, without, you, without Black's musk, <laughs> Blue would be a husk of a, of a man. Because you, you're composing poetry on the spot. Yes, Cor- husk, Corriganian, musk. a Corriganian uh, kind of sure. uh, rhyme there. Um, so that was immediately what I thought, and then I thought, you know what, that's a lot of hooey. I didn't understand half of that. Mm-hmm. So I picked a second poem, Yeah. and I'm going to read that now. Oh, okay. Because it got me too sad thinking about the other thing. If everybody had an ocean across the USA, then everybody'd be surfing, like California. You'd see them wearing their baggies, Karachi sandals too, a bushy, bushy blonde hairdo, surfing USA. You'd catch them surfing at Del Mar, Ventura County Line, Santa Cruz and Trestle, Australia's Narrabine, all over Manhattan and down Doheny Way. Everybody's gone surfing, surfing USA. We'll all be planning that route we're going to take real soon. We're waxing down our surfboards. We can't wait for June. We're, we'll all be gone for summer. We're on safari to stay. Tell the teacher we're surfing. Surfing USA. Haggerty's and Swamis, Pacific Palisades, San Onofre and Sunset Redondo Beach, LA, all over La Jolla at Waimea Bay. Everybody's gone surfing. Surfing USA. 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 Yeah. Everybody's gone surfing, surfing USA. Yeah, everybody's gone surfing, surfing USA. I know that's a poem, but man, they need to make that into a song. I just think it reads so lyrically. It reads like a very lovely. It's like my my brain is supplying the music for it. That's right. Um, On a lyre, of course. Yes, (laughs) that's what I was thinking. Some kind of lyre, maybe in the background. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you know, sting on a lute. Yeah, maybe sting doing tantric lute. And I, I think that you, really, this poem stands out as just everything the first poem wasn't. Oh, which it washes is, that bad taste out of my mouth. Yeah. I don't need to concentrate on this poem. Uh, and, yeah, some people might say it's quote-unquote repetitive. But, I mean, it's really just about, it's kind of like you would, you would say the same thing to get into a state of meditation, of yeah. higher being. By the end of the poem, I'm so, I'm chanting everybody's gone surfing, surfing USA. And by over saying it over and over, I feel like I reach a higher plane. I just like a, a, a poem like that that has so many places. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's, it's, it's content. It's like this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we try to offer uh, material. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I feel like that, that poem is delivering. And you, you said you can zone out and you come back in and it's just like some other place. Yeah. Yeah. Which suggests, again, it doesn't really matter where you are spatially, Mm. right? It's where you are mentally, emotionally, sexually as well. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Um, Sting is here, after all. Sting Sting is here on his, what is he doing on that, Luke? (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, I mean, that's, it's just genius. It's just, it's absolute genius. Um, You know, it It sets the mood. I think the, the beach... 
the Beach Boys, who are the, that's the group that, that originally wrote this poem. Mm. Uh, I believe they're natives of Wisconsin. Like their big thing was like their cheese heads. Yeah, they they, they were big, like, um, they were the fans. Wisconsin Dells house band <laughs> for decades. For a while, yeah, yeah. I knew that. Yeah. That was their whole aesthetic, right? Like they were really exploiting the beaches of Wisconsin vibe. Right. Um, but it was so you know, like it's a little bit cliched, but I feel like sure. When in they kind of ran into the ground. Yeah. When in Rome. Let's read a little good old Wisconsin poetry. Yeah. Um, so that that I hope you've enjoyed. Uh, the muse certainly was speaking to us. Today. Yeah, I felt like the first the first poem was the muse sort of coughing. Yeah. Um, clearing its throat. Cl- clearing its throat, uh, getting the phlegm out. Yep. And then just uh, the most uh, sort of mellifluous singing. Yeah. Uh, that followed. So I I think that was great. Um, well, you know, you know what time it is now because I, I'm starting to get fried. Uh, you know, blue, his skin is translucent, and this. I just rubbed all that lotion on you 15 minutes ago. I know, but you know, like I, I think we need more lotion. Okay. A. So right. in a minute, we're gonna have to take a break for some lotioning. Um, but I, I need to flip over. So blue's about halfway done. We need to flip him over so his back gets a little raw because I'm starting to blister. Um, <laughs> even the Wisconsin 51 degree heat is really too much for me. So what I want to do now is turn to our favorite segment of all, talk about our slides. So what, what you brought an art slide for us here to the beach. We, we actually set up our projector in the sand and a few vagrants have started to congregate. <laughs> sure. Um, um, and they're looking menacing. They're they're searching through our picnic basket. They're disappointed that it's only the uh, mystery novels and in there and buckets of lotion. Um, <laughs> so yes, I, I think I, I think this is going to help because you know this is the great thing about art slides is that they speak a universal language. Yeah. Right. It doesn't matter your nationality, your class, your economic status. Yes. Um, it, it's something that speaks to us all. So I think this is going to go really well. And I wanted to choose an art slide that was, of course, in keeping with our theme today. Uh, mm, mm. <clears throat> and um, so this is by some French person. Um, I, I, can, I don't like to even know the names of the artist because to me that, that brings, it puts you too close to the art which yeah. is, of course, what we're trying to get away from. Is, is the actual name of this artist Sewer Rat? Uh, oh, my God. I guess it, uh, yeah, Sewer Rat uh, Takeoff. So he's like so, uh, Russian, uh, some sort of J- uh, Franco-Russian. Dot JPG? Like, is that uh, like, kind of like a little... That's like, like an old order of, like, the Prussian. Okay. Uh, so he's, he's actually so he's, Franco-Prussian-Russian. He's, he's a Franco-Prussian-Russian. That's what JPG stands for. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> then we got we got this all nailed down. So anyway, but I don't want you to worry about the name because again, the whole point of the art slide is it exists in isolation mm. from the material realities of history. Yes. Right. Yes. It can be endlessly reproduced. It has no real connection with its original context. That's the way we like it. Yes. So uh, that's why, actually, I'm going to ask you to go ahead and turn the generator off. Okay. You can turn the projector system off because Done. this is controversial. But I've decided that having it, having the art slide 
printed out on a piece of paper removes us yet further uh, from the original. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Interesting. So I, I think we might even say an interesting experimental thing would be to take a piece of paper based on an art slide, put it in a frame, hang it inside of a building for people to look at. That, that's yes. accomplishing the effect that you're looking yes. for. Yes, and of course, if you were, if you had the time, we're all busy. We're very busy. But if you had the time to trace by hand mm. the printed off art slide, I think you're going to reach an even higher level yet. But, I, but you know, but who has the time? Who are we, yeah, who are we to say? Yeah. So I, I have my own thoughts about this, um, but I would love to hear yours, Blue. Um, and wh why don't you get us started? I mean, just, just don't overthink. No, no, I don't want to go too deep because uh, I'm familiar with Sewer Rat. There was that video with Sewer Rat with the pizza, the slice oh, of pizza yeah, dragging. Yeah. He's normally sort of a performance artist. Yes, so I'm pretty familiar with the YouTube presence okay. of Sewer Rat. Uh, well, he's, he's multimedia. Yeah. And uh, so he's, he's dabbling in art slides now. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm familiar with Sewer Rat as Splinter from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm. Like, that whole genre of Sewer Rat, I am pretty well-versed in. So I right. feel like I'm actually well-equipped to talk about this. But the thing I noticed most about this is the really extensive use of parasols. And mm. you and I have often mm -hmm. talked about how much we love when it, on a sunny day to share a parasol yeah. uh, and stroll through, you know, through the park, um, and just enjoy each other's company. And uh, this, I like the fact that there are a lot of people using parasols. And I think they're, they're watching maybe, I imagine based on my experience at, uh, at South Shore Beach, that they're watching some vagrants like mugging a guy mm -hmm. off, sc off screen left. Sure. Yeah, what is happening outside the frame is just as important as what's happening inside the frame. Yes, and this is happening in Minnesota, right? This is, um, yes, this is uh, the Land of Lakes Okay, region. a lot of lakes. A lot of lakes. A lot of lakes. Uh, uh, b butter farming, there's a lot yes. of butter farming going I on. I can there. tell that these are a lot of butter farmers. <laughs> when I look at them, you can tell by looking at their hands, they've churned some butter. The telltale signs. The telltale signs of the butter, they, they're, they're churners for sure. So, I mean, we're close by Minnesota, Wisconsin. We're in the same, you know, general proximity. Sure. I don't notice a lot of people in Wisconsin dressed this fancy. Uh-huh. So maybe, you know, Wisconsin's kind of the poor man's Minnesota or the more kind of down-to-earth. These people seem a little more rarefied. Right. Yeah, know. a little little snooty. A little, little snooty. Uh, Yeah, I mean, because, I, again, I don't see any kind of um, toxic waste or Not a lot animal of carcasses. Again, hydraulic needles, I don't see any of that. Uh, I do imagine, like, I love a, a painting that plays with your imagination here, right? So this art slide, if you look in the right corner, you can imagine that there are, there are two dudes mm. who have melted into the foliage yes, back in that right hand corner. Yes, okay, we're and tracking. And they are really coming up with a great prank that has to do with parasols, a parasol prank. Mm -hmm. And I don't need to tell all of you people because it's, we're famous for it. The great parasol prank of 2004. We all remember it. Yes. I don't need to go into details. It's just... It, let it stand. Let do it a YouTube search. Let it stand alone. Okay. You'll find lots of evidence of one of our better pranks. Yep. Uh, so when I look at that, I think that, that's cool that they have yeah. reminded me of, of our pranks. Yeah. You got you to keep a little dark patch somewhere in your painting. Yeah. You know, just to allow for the possibility yeah. of a couple of 
you know, a couple, couple of, of bros. A couple of bros, a couple of rapscallions. Having pranks. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I, I really like the prank possibilities of this painting. I like yeah. the parasols. I like the suggestiveness of vagrants uh, as a spectacle for these people. Um, but beyond that, I have very little to say about this. Yeah, I, mean, I don't want to take away from any of your points, but uh, I think you made the best possible case. Mm. The thing that, that, that really troubles me about this particular painting is everyone has really amazing posture. Yeah. And uh, just very rigid, very stiff. Mm. Um, you know, when you, when you go on spring break, I, I like to display. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, I like to just kind of uh, uh, let let my body, you know, contort. However, just let it kind gravity, of melt into, yeah. you know, melt into the sand a little bit. Just kind of ooze out of your mankini and just really, <laughs> sure. You know, luxuriate. I mean, we intentionally purchased extremely yielding mankinis for precisely this purpose. A lot of flexibility. You know, if we wanted to look like these people, we'd all go out and buy a girdle. Yeah, they're made of the same thing as the space shuttle. Yeah. So they breathe. That's what I like about them. Yeah. I actually think it's the same material as astronauts' um, underwear, but uh, uh, but uh, you know, a, very a, close. A slight correction. Um, so I wish these people would loosen up a little bit. Yeah. It is spring break. Yep. Uh, this is actually one of the earliest documented illustrations mm -hmm. of spring breakers. Yep. Um, the second one is the film Spring Breakers with James Franco. Yep. So. You know, I just think this is a very unrealistic portrait of what spring break it is, and this is going to hurt people it because is. It, it sets up unrealistic expectations. Again, yes. we've talked about the lack this romantic of drugs. view. Yeah, we've talked about the incredible posture. Yes, and uh, you know, life is not like that. Mm -mm. And not on so, my spring break. I guess my thesis is that this is a form of uh, visual assault. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I'm I feel assaulted. incredibly offended by it. Mm -hmm and think it should be censored. One of the most egregious offenses against the human eyes that, that I've ever seen. Uh, and I'm now no. turning my piece of paper over and will never look, never at, look it at it again. Uh, I am going to say that this is, uh, yeah, I, I'm terrified of it. And nobody has bruises. There's no sign of a white van. It's like these people willingly went with each other to this yes. spot. And so this is me and my attitude towards this. Give it the old Pelosi. So, uh, yep, gone mm -hmm. is that art slide from our midst. Canceled. Um, we've just canceled uh, sewer snooty rats. sewer rats. Uh, stick to pizza <laughs> and uh, <laughs> taking care of your Ninja Turtles, bro. All right, so uh, today we have another special uh, thing we're going to do because we know a lot of Milligan folks out there are going to be heading on spring break shortly. Yeah, here. we'll be seeing you anytime, I'm sure. We'll be seeing you. They're all heading up this way. Um, you, you know, if you need to text me for directions, it's fine. Uh, we have some tips for enjoying spring break. We're just going to, I'm going to read one, you read one, I read one, you read one. These are some tips okay. that we have for people that we both, during the, uh, the post-trauma phase, usually after you take off the blindfold, the person is kind of has the shakes and is kind of a little, mm -hmm. you know, the, the whole thing has been so traumatic to them. So the way I kind of talked you back into yeah. your, your right set of mind was to come up with this list. 
for, Thank for the podcast. Very thoughtful. Um, so these are lists that we thought of for how to enjoy spring break based on our experience here in, uh, in Wisconsin. Find a hidden gem like South Shore Beach in Wisconsin. It's nice to go where no one knows your name because no one is there. That's deep. Um, wow, okay. Um, bring lots of sunscreen, uh, and I would say other unguents as yes. well. Mm-hmm. You can get mighty lukewarm in the outer boroughs of Kenosha, Wisconsin. And it is. We've said pretty lukewarm right ah. now, so prepare accordingly. I would even say tepid. Yeah, it's, it's, you can almost feel the sun penetrating your skin mm-hmm. and making it warm. Kind of, just barely. Just a light sizzle. Three, get tested for lactose intolerance. Sometimes your host city has only one major food group, and it's cheese. It's how you can make a turkey out of tofu and call it tofurkey. Maybe the chef in your La Quinta Inn specializes in pork made out of cheese, a dish he calls chork. (laughs) Sometimes you might find yourself in gastric distress. So, you know, we've we've realized That's shedding a lot of light on what's been happening to me the last <laughs> yes. 24 hours. There's a reason that we have not seen each other a lot during this opening bit, and that's because I really think there's some kind of cheese obsession at mm. South Shore Beach, and so everything you get is secretly made of cheese. Yeah. Which the human body it's is It's weird that they would really have to import all that cheese into Wisconsin, uh, probably from Maine, I would guess. I would imagine somewhere in the Northeast they had to bring that, that cheese in here. Yeah. I didn't know they had such a thing about cheese, yeah. and I didn't pack accordingly. And let's just say the human body is not no. equipped. I just think this. it's so weird. It's like, ooh, we're really good at importing cheese. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a little fancy for me. but Okay. So um, here's, here's another little tidbit. Uh, learn to appreciate eating cheese on a beach covered in rotting algae. Algae, like cheese, gets funkier with age, but live it up. Eat sun-warm Gouda while dipping your little pink toes in brackish sludge. Yum. <laughs> that's, a great, that's, a, that's a great tip. Yeah. That's a great tip from our experiences. You know, when you're surrounded on a, by brackish sludge and rotting algae, don't, don't get all prissy. No. Don't, you know, get out your parasol and frolic around. And wave it around and waft that air in frolic, another direction. Frolic, splash each other with algae. Oh, yeah. You know, be playful. Right. I mean, that's how you make, you don't make memories, Mm -hmm. um, you know, going to get a cup of coffee. No, no, that's not what we're here for. We are here to make memories by forcibly subjecting one another to jollity. And uh, deeply uh, unpleasant experience. Deeply, deeply. So, yeah, appreciate the funkiness. Like, funky means cool. Yeah, it does. It means neat. Or keen. <laughs> or keen. That's where this is just Oxford English Dictionary talk. We're doing here. Uh, number five, the last tip we have for enjoying your spring break. And some people are going to say, aren't these a little very specific to your particular experience and the place you win and exactly what you all did? It's like, listen, you, you tell what you know. Yep. You give advice about what you know. And we know South Shore. Riding 101. South Shore Beach, we know it. Finally, bring a pellet gun. How many times I got to say? At the risk of stating the obvious. (laughs) If you're going on spring break to a beach, bring a pellet gun. They don't call certain states the Badger State for nothing. Mm. 
contrary to public belief, badgers are neither cuddly nor cute. Uh, in fact, they are vicious creatures. They roam freely, devouring everything in sight and bullying beachgoers. Uh, Black and I have really been kind of pushed around a little bit by the resident badgers who are, uh, who kind of make you feel like you're less than a man. You know, they're, they're a little bit, they, they kind of get in your head a little bit. I, I have never felt uh, so small. Yeah, as, um, as when you're and and the, the thing is, they're they're uh, conniving, yeah. little guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we thought they were you know, it was so cute at first, and we, you know, we let that one into our hotel room at the La Quinta. Uh, they have a very by you let know, in you mean they had all, a couple of them were already kind of there. Like technically, well, it was sure to be fair, it was their room. But it's a very pet friendly uh, clearly, situation. Clearly. And uh, at first, it was, just, it was just great. You know, we we named him Rick, and we you know well, kind of he was of dressed as a bellboy. We pushed and he had our a name well, that, that I said, know that, that was so Rick. cute. Was and so we kind of pushed our beds together and kind of uh, made made Rick jump from one bed to the other and gave him little treats. When <laughs> I, and I thought it was going great. I thought we'd made a good friend. Uh, and yeah. we were getting played. We were getting played because it turned out. I think we've established within almost certainty at this point that the badgers had eaten Rick and were dressing in, in his clothes. This was not a, a human had not dressed up the badger. The badgers are actually running the, the La Quinta Inn. Yeah. This is why people thought, um, you know, in Silence of the Lambs, that yeah. that scene with Hannibal based, Lecter based was... Based on this La Quinta so, Inn. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, I mean, all, all due respect to uh, 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 Thomas Harris, uh, this is an old badger Stratagem. Always a badger trick. That's the, Hannibal Lecter is based on a badger. Uh, heed my warning. Without a pellet gun, you will be no match for roving gangs of badgers that delight in nothing more than provoking blood-curdling screams from innocent spring breakers. Mm. So, pellet gun, everybody. Yeah, and I, and I would just emphasize, the pellet gun is only going to slow them down. So, you need to shoot and run. Yeah, don't uh, linger. No. Shoot... <laughs> Certainly do not uh, try to, uh, uh, you know, sort of make a trophy out of these guys. No, they will momentarily be stunned, and then they will regather their energy, and in droves they will pursue yep. you. So if this isn't selling South Shore Beach, Wisconsin to you, I don't know what will. Like those tips. I mean, let me ask you, are you ever going to forget that realization that Rick the Badger was actually made out of the pelts? No, because the realization <laughs> was was really a vivid one, yeah. right? I, you, you never forget that nope. realization. Nope. It's, uh, you know, we've got some great, we're going to start an Instagram account very soon, and uh, we've yeah. got some great pics. I kind of suspect that the vagrants, if we look carefully, are also badgers standing on top of each other. Oh, without a question. In trench coats. Yeah, without a question. So, <laughs> basically, South Shore Beach, Wisconsin is completely, it's like a children of the corn situation. Uh-huh. We should make clear to us that at this point we've retreated into the bushes from the beach because the vagrants had basically started to gather in numbers that were becoming quite menacing to us. Right, and they, after they ate our art slides, uh, they were not pleased that we did not have more. And we promised <laughs> them, look, we can get you more sewer rat by five. Yes. But they were not appeased no. by our promises. Badgers don't have much of a sense of time, I've no. learned. Mm-mm. Nope, they don't understand our human constructs, like time 
which makes them even more dangerous. So we're basically living a Children of the Corn type scenario, but you probably couldn't tell because no, we have not broken at all. Like, have we broken a sweat? Oh yes. Uh, yes. We are uh, frankly terrified. Uh, our bodies are doing things that we didn't know they could do. Um, yeah. yeah. But goose uh, pimples but all look, over. Folks, it's called being professional. Yep. We're not going to let this dampen our fun spring break special. This episode is under threat. Yep. Is under siege. So. <laughs> Just remember this the next time you come up with your lame little excuse for why you didn't turn in your assignment on time. Exactly. Uh, we will ask you, uh, were there badgers? Um, were you psychologically tormented by a town overrun by badgers who were acting as people and dressing people's costumes? If not, I think you have no excuse. I tell you though, the thing that's really sick to me is not so much the badgers dressing like humans, it's the badgers wearing other badgers' pelts. Yeah, that, is that, the badgers dressed, really up, badgers dressed up as badgers <laughs> is, is like, next level. Uh, wow, anyway, uh, I mean, you know, props. It should be also made clear that both of us at this point have been bitten in at least a couple of different spots. So we're trying to keep pressure on the wounds, uh, but they're turning colors... Uh, I don't think they practice good dental hygiene. Mm -hmm. And so we may bleed out. And so yeah. if one of us faints, the other will continue until it ends. But chances are we both might pass out We've about the same We've also mastered time. each other's vocal uh, timbre and inflections. Yes. So you, again, even if one of us does bleed out, you won't even know. Yes. You should know at this point that this is exclusively black doing the podcast, that I, that I am black and I'm going to be throwing my voice back and forth. I am so sorry to be the one to have to tell you <laughs> that blue. <laughs> but the Badgers have claimed yet another victim. He was here. Dear, sweet blue. He was here at the beginning, but now uh, I'm just throwing my voice back and forth as a coping mechanism. Uh, I, I buried him in the sand, and uh, I'm, I'm sitting at the edge of the brush, and what I'm doing is I'm watching the waves slowly pull away the burial uh, sand, mm -hmm. and I see his his limbs kind of all akimbo. Uh, well, to be fair, know. I did, I tried to give him a kind of like Anglo-Saxon royal burial to the best of my ability. <laughs> so I did put him on a little inflatable raft. But you were on And a, I put some of my treasures. Kind of a, yeah. I, I did not have a lot of time. Yeah. Um, so the treasures were basically, you know, the remaining bucket of lotion. Uh, and a couple of pellets from our pellet guy. And, uh, <laughs> he loved so that pellet gun. <laughs> he loved that pellet gun. So, so one day, archaeologists are going to unearth this. So this man was some kind of king. <laughs> he, had, he had such fine lotions. <laughs> he anointed himself in lotions. So uh, it's a tragedy. But <laughs> he's he's gone to a better place for sure. Um, so, <laughs> so I'm going to do the best I can as the uh, polychronic, polyvocal <laughs> black uh, substituting in here for, for black and blue. So we only have one segment left, and it is black and blue tell people what to do. So, you know, just uh, some, some questions from the people yeah. uh, for quote-unquote us. 
Yeah, we, we are a resource for the community. That's yes. what we're here for. We are, quote unquote, we. Yeah, royal we. Uh, what is your favorite memory of spring break from your days in college? And I guess I'll answer that myself in, in Black's voice. <laughs> you think about it, pretty messed up. Okay, if you, if you just consider everything that has been said, that is really messed up. Um, so I take what this question, I, here's what I take this question to really be asking. Who invented spring break? That's exactly where, what Where the does it come is. from? Yep. What are the historical origins? Mm of spring break, so I'm glad that you asked. Yeah. <coughs> well, it's funny because um, I, I didn't expect necessarily to be coming back to the story of, of Valens and Tim, <laughs> the founders of Valentine's Day. <laughs> the beloved Day. story that has just shocked the nation. Really. The story that, that has shocked the nation and um, basically made us rethink everything that we thought about, well, everything. Yeah. Um, you will be delighted to know that Valens and Tim are also at the historical origin mm. of the tradition of spring break. Now, one thing that I tell people when I, when I go out and I, I lecture on these sort of tours about this, yeah. um, I am a renowned spring break scholar. <laughs> one thing that really surprises people mm. is that there's no spring break in the Bible. Yeah, I, I always thought for sure it was in there. Well, you are not alone, my friend. Huh. My friend. Um, it is, uh, I, I, checked, uh, the, uh, I checked the Old Testament, nothing. Mm. Um, so I figure, okay, well, it's got to be in the New. No. And then I looked at the other three Testaments, and there weren't in any of them. Wow. So, um, so there are no Testaments. So, so that made me want to know, okay, well, where does this come from? And when I was doing some research for the Valentine's Day episode, mm. I, I, I went to, uh, to Yorkshire to you know, go through the archives, you got that grant, that big, uh, like $10,000 yeah, grant. Uh, yeah, an amazing grant mm. uh, from Nabisco. And made some amazing discoveries. Mm. Um, so Valens and Tim eventually became co-abbots of the monastery. And it's a beautiful story because it was offered initially to Valens. And he said, I, I, I'll be happy to be abbot, you know, if Tim can if be co-abbot. If my bro. Yeah, this is, this, is a, this is a bro uh, kind of situation. Um, and then they went to Tim, and he made the same kind of stipulation. So wow. eventually, yeah. So they, they became Lady and the Tiger. Uh, they became co-abbots. Now, uh, one of the things, uh, I mean, there's so much that they're responsible for historically. They invented the comment box. Hmm. So they had a box in the monastery. Hmm. You know, if you didn't like something, if you, you know the food was a little too cold or whatever, you could make your little comment. And Good. so uh, the monks dropped all these comments in the comment box, and Valens and Tim took this very seriously. Mm -hmm. And they looked through them, and there was a common theme. Uh, we're, we're very tired. Mm -hmm. uh, being a monk is very boring. <laughs> um, That's we, a natural comment. We yeah. do pretty much the same stuff every day okay. with uh, absolutely no variation. And, you know, these guys, Valens and Tim, were so responsive to the needs of their community. I mean, if, if only we could all be like that. That they came up with a new idea. You know, there's only one real day that there was any rest at the monastery. There was any kind of deviation from uh, the, this sort of normally stringent schedule, and that was the Sabbath. Mm. And so Valens and Tim said, what if we had Sabbath Ah. So they start Sabbath Smart. camp. Every day, the monks would traipse through the meadows, 
holding hands. Again, I want to stress, this was culturally acceptable, and there's nothing wrong with it. They would go down to the riverside with their picnic baskets and their parasols, because even in Yorkshire, even in this Yorkshire, sun can, be, can become a bit can much. Be lukewarm. These are these are very you know sort of uh, fair complected guys for the most part. And uh, Valens would sort of lead the naturalist talks. Yeah. So he would kind That's of walk natural, them yeah. through the river, by the river, and talk about their different butterflies. Uh, Tim was in charge of crafts. Uh -huh. So he would lead craft time. And at the end of the week, they all went down to the riverbank together uh, where uh, the, the, it's sort of marshy. Yeah. And they took reeds and they wrote Sabbath Camp. 753. Wow. And over time, that sort of hardened, and actually archaeologists have uncovered uh, them. And this is how... Do they do it every year? Or was yes, it was, it was the yeah. beginning of a tradition. Um, now, uh, this became controversial in the monastic community. Mm. Uh, some, you mean Sabbath camps uh, were Sabbath not immediately ex well, embraced? Well, just wait. I mean, like so many great ideas, uh, there is initially controversy because it's, you know, it's breaking from the rule. Sure. And uh, so some, some monasteries accepted this, 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 adopted this practice. Others were uh, very guarded about it, rejected it. But uh, in 1223, a really fun-loving pope was elected, uh, Pope Chad XXII. <laughs> and well, Pope Chad XXII, Chad I, mean, uh, I mean, you want to talk about a prankster. That's this a prankster. Guy. This guy taught us everything we know about pranks. Oh, my God. Well, he decided... He sort of made a fiat. He decided that Sabbath camp would become a permanent fixture for all monasteries in Christendom. This is wow. no longer an optional thing. This is something that's, that's really big. important for the monks to do. And here's the kicker. In Latin, Sabbath camp is springus breakus. <laughs> springus. Break us, yeah. So that is the how roots, the, the root. very roots of this. I, and if you've been paying attention to this podcast, one of the things that I'm sure you've noticed is that uh, we love holidays and we really want to interrogate the true meaning of these holidays. And yeah. the spring break, spring break is one of our most beloved holidays. Yes. Paul, Paul Reiser Appreciation Day. Sure. Uh, Spring break, springus breakus, uh, Valentine's, Valentine's. So, we know that our audience is again interested in being authentic. Uh -huh. How can I authentically celebrate these holidays? Retrieve their true meaning. Yeah. Um, and so I think you know, again, going back to those naturalist talks, mm. going back to craft time, butterflies, butterflies. Um, bird boxes from popsicle popsicle sticks, sticks uh, pipe cleaners, and and Play-Doh was often supplying a lot of the like. To be fair, when we say that Valance and Tibbs organized it, a lot of that was Play-Doh. Yeah, organizing like the different because I mean these sure. two guys are two they're rapscallions. They are. They don't yeah. want to like, the devil's in the details. They don't want to be bothered with that kind of stuff. So like let's give Play-Doh some credit sure. for for Springus Breakus. So it's a beautiful story, and one that I hope will reorient your attitude towards this wonderful festival. Yeah, and really go out and appreciate this festival for what it is by doing these kinds of things. I mean, I yes. think if you can recreate Springus Breakus, you can get closer to the, to the spirit of the thing. Yeah.
Um, that, well, th I hope that answers so that I think, question. I think that answers that question. <laughs> that answers yeah. The question about your favorite memory of spring break, <laughs> answered. Um, I'm a little short on cash this spring break. How can I have a good time without <laughs> breaking the breaking the bank? I mean, hmm. I don't know if we can relate to that because the podcast at this point is really generating a lot of revenue for us. Right. Um, we did, in fact, sell the rights to the podcast to Disney Plus under the agreement that our the podcast would be locked away in the vault. It's in the vault for <laughs> for 50 years. But we would, if we would continue to record episodes knowing that no one would hear them. So we're only doing episodes that we know will be appreciated 50 years from now. Right. It's a kind of a time capsule. Yes. And so you may think this podcast is strange or unpleasant to the ear. But know that we're not aiming for you. No. We're looking at your great-grandchildren because mm -hmm. uh, those are the people that we're trying to impress. Long story short, uh, we're too rich to help you with that question. Yeah, I mean, this is kind of like, uh, you can't ask Bruce Springsteen these days to write a song about what it's like to work in the fact, you know, he's forgotten. He's forgotten, he's very, very well. And we also don't really remember what it was like. To be pre-podcast, like, what's it like to be not famous and not culture-changing? Right, and yeah. having to like make a budget. Yeah. What's um, it like to have only one or two parasols instead of a room full of parasols of the finest silks? Right, that you use once and then throw away. Yeah, every time I bring them out and open them, they're never are going to close again because I just throw it open so gauche to use in, the into, the, into the ocean. I just throw it right um, into the ocean. So I think that answers that question. As well. Yeah. My friends and I are driving 10 hours to get to spring break. What should we do to pass the time? What's the best way to pass the time? I mean, heavy sedation this past trip. I mean, that I can, was I can, easy again, for you from I your can, vantage. I can point. only speak from my own experience, but that was fantastic at passing the time. Yeah, I, I actually, you know, spent some time trimming black uh, toenails and fingernails. Um, <laughs> I thought it was, it was kind of a nice way to, in the old uh, Northmen tradition, mm -hmm. like it's very important to trim the nails before they you know, enter into the stage, and so. Uh, I did that. I kind of like dressed black up, used him as kind of a plaything for a while, just kind of like a, a human doll. Um, were you doing this while <laughs> you were driving? I'm just trying yeah, to yeah. Well, I mean, some, some of the activities I'd pull over, some of them, you know, I would just kind of, I would do your voice. Sure. And so it would sound like the two voices, but it was just me doing it. So often like... That podcast is in the vault to be unlocked <laughs> in a hundred years. In a hundred years you get the podcast of me pantomiming a conversation right. with the, in, you know, the incapacitated black. So, I mean, yeah, some of the things you'll never know. Right. Um, some of the activities are forever secret, and that's part of the fun, is right. that when you were unconscious, um, who knows? Sure. It was a great time. So, in short, uh, we'd love to be able to tell you, but that we'd have to get our lawyers involved, and we don't want to go down that We don't want to go down that road. I want to have fun during spring break. This is the last question that the listeners gave to us. But I also need to study for humanities. How do I balance these things? Hmm. This is a good, you know, this is, a, this, this is a question that we obviously can answer. We have a unique vantage point. Uh, we're on spring break. Right. We have responsibilities for our jobs and for, you know, preparing and grading and all those kinds of things. Uh, can we balance these things out? Balance is so important. Um, now, of course, if you're in Humanities 102, 
you have your exam before the break. That's that's nice. And so you don't really have to worry about this. If you're in Humanities 202, you're reading uh, Grapes of Wrath okay. over the break. So you're enjoying a, a good book. Now, all of this is predicated on not being pursued into deep into the woods by a pack of vicious, bloodthirsty badgers. Right. Which doesn't leave a ton of room for finding equilibrium between homework and uh, and leisure. You're right, more yeah, kind of in the that, you're in the know, pursuit of survival. But isn't that life? Yeah, that's you what know? we're trying to say. I mean, you know, when we're not literally being entrapped and psychologically terrorized by a pack of uh, of badgers. Um, by the way, the word for uh, a group of badgers is a badger. Spriggus, Spriggus badger. Um, you know, when that's not literally happening, yeah. it's figuratively happening. That's right. All so moments in life are figuratively, like that's the, the common saying. My, the my, fadgers are. You know, my bros just died. <laughs> I just had to put them out to sea on, on a little floaty. And uh, the I badgers are now using him as a human puppet to play mind games with me. <laughs> right. and so they this has <laughs> not at all worked out as I had envisioned. It's weekend at Bernie's in a very dark and twisted sort of way with badgers using my human, you know, friend and co-podcaster as a as a puppet. I mean, how is that not a metaphor for life, for daily life? Exactly. So, so you've got. So the point is, you've got to find a way to read the grapes of wrath. Even in that kind of hellscape. Yeah, and, it, and if it's anything less than that, you have no, no cause for complaint. Right. Right. I don't want right. to hear it. Nope. Right. So, yeah, I think that answers that question. I think it sure does. Um, again, the final bit of this podcast has been just black. And so, again, we just want to reiterate, uh, and again, <laughs> we is in quotes here, uh, that I'm in kind of a, a state of... I guess hysteria is kind of setting in. The, mm -hmm. the gangrene is taking right, over. My right. wounds are now fully sure. open. The, the badgers are closing in. Yeah. Um, and so I alone have been trying to comfort myself by conjuring Lou's voice out of the ether. But even in this truly terrifying situation, I'm, I've already started to plan the In Memoriam episode <laughs> yeah. for Blue. Yep. So again, what is your excuse, right? Um, I am, um, my, my body is currently becoming dissociated from my mind. Yep, the badgers are feasting upon me. Yes. Uh, there's um, no way that I'm going to come out of this. Right. I'm going to be joining um, Blue in the woods of frivolity and prank, prankdom very soon. Yes, uh, but I am still planning. Still planning yeah. ahead, still looking to the future. That's what it means to be human, yep. to be being devoured by a badger and still planning. By an entire badger of badgers. <laughs> planning your next episode was the badgers are mm -hmm. fagitating. Uh, yeah, there seem to be a group of rival badgers in this community, so I kind of feel like we're caught in the crossfire. Like, yeah. it's not really animosity towards us. We've kind of become pawns there's a lot of this larger... There's a lot of sectarian violence among the badgers right. that I'm starting to kind of figure out who is who. Right. And, well, there seems to be kind of a blue and a green contingent, uh, <laughs> and uh, just based on their sweater vests. Yeah. So it's... Um, 
Again, what a great metaphor for the situation of the individual in history. We are caught up in these much larger forces that are beyond our control. Existential dread. That's what Spring Break is all. Springus Breakus. Subtitle. Existential, <laughs> Existential dread, dread. And crafts. <laughs> Existential judge dread and crafts. In parentheses, and crafts. So that's the title of this episode, which I think is a self-explanatory. Everyone's going to really appreciate that. Um, so we'll be back next week, and, you know. Uh, <laughs> and by back, you mean we have a backlog of episodes. Luckily for you, we have 50 years' worth of backlog. And we left instructions in both of our wills. Yes. Also know that we started recording these uh, in 1970. This is currently 1970. And so everything you listen, this is the final episode of Black and Blue, obviously, but you'll continue to hear episodes from 1970 to, to 2020 as we move forward. Yes, and we were aware of some of the breakthroughs in hologram technology that we have been taking advantage of. Yeah, we knew uh, social media would become a thing. We were yeah. very kind of prescient yep. on that front. Yep. Um, so hopefully you understand that the tortured chronology that we just described is, uh, is what you're going to experience in the days ahead. So... Great episode. Spring Break 2020. Spring Break. Woo! This recording is a production of the Milligan College Faculty Resource Room. Thank you for listening.